Do we have anybody here who likes fire? Good. All right. You're human. All right. Humans are fascinated with fire and Catholics in particular are. We have candles, right? Uh, we have fire referenced all over the liturgy and it's all through our scriptures and it's all throughout our tradition. So here's some quick ones here. St. Catherine of Siena. If you are who you are called to be, the whole world would be set ablaze. St. Augustine, one loving spirit sets another on fire. St. John the Cross writes one of his best books, maybe least known, is called The Living Flame of Love. St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, says, go forth and set the world on fire. That's the quote attributed to him actually in Latin. It's ite inflammate omnia, which could be translated as go inflame everything, which is great. And then you're like, okay, well, that's saints. Maybe they were just weird. I mean, it's a long history. You could just have some pyros in that long history of saints, right? But it's in our scriptures. So in Hebrews, it says, our God is a consuming fire. We see it Pentecost in the Acts of the Apostles that the Holy Spirit himself comes down in the form of fire, tongues of fire that descend upon the apostles. By the way, I, last week I preached about kind of the architecture of this. That is why we have the sanctuary candle above, suspended above. You can do it multiple ways. Most churches have a pedestal with the sanctuary candle next to the tabernacle. We did it above, suspended, so that you would think of the Holy Spirit and the tongue of fire coming down to inflame the hearts of the apostles and our hearts as well. And then we got it right to the top, Jesus, who says in Luke 12, 49, I have come to set a fire on earth and how I wish it was already blazing. So maybe our Lord's a pyro too. Fire. Here we have it from St. Paul in the second reading. He's writing to Timothy. It's his, in, in many ways, his spiritual son who, who takes up the apostolic office after Paul. And there's a beautiful relationship there. And, and so he writes to him and he says, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. The second Timothy 1, 6 to 8, worth praying with. And I'm just going to walk us through each one of, not each, but some of the phrases in that little passage that we heard today. First is this. St. Paul says, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have. First things first, Paul reminds Timothy. Brothers and sisters, we have to be reminded. One of the great tactics of the evil one is to make us spiritually amnesic, to forget, to forget who God is and what he's done to forget who we are in relationship to God, to forget. 
And so the role of the church, my role right now, is to remind you, to bring it back to mind, that you have been given a gift. And it's the gift of God himself. To be reminded, because sometimes we forget that we have that gift. Notice St. Paul, he says, I remind you to stir in the flame the gift of God that you have. Not that you will have, or not that you once had, but that you have right now. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm here to remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have right now by virtue of your baptism, that fire of divine love who is the Holy Spirit. You have him. You have him now. But boy, we can forget that. We forget that we already have this gift. And there's danger in that. Because we forget, and then we think, there's nothing there. It's just me alone against the world, or against my sin, or against my fears, or against my doubts and my worries. I don't know how to do this by myself. And the whole point is, you don't have to do it by yourself. In fact, you can't do it by yourself. So I want to remind you that you have that gift. You have God within you. Stir it into flame. We forget. We also forget that unless we stir that gift into flame, we'll lose it. Just like a fire, it has to be tended. How are you tending the fire of your faith? How are you stirring into flame the gift that you have? Because it's not magic. We can forget and neglect and let the fire die. And that's our responsibility because it's a dynamic. God gives us gift, grace, but we have to receive. We have a responsibility in this, and that's part of our dignity. St. Irenaeus, second century, he said, God would not save us without us. He wants you and me to be involved, to say yes, to stir in the flame the gift that we have. May we not be complacent. I don't know if you remember last week, the prophet Amos, the reading we had, woe to the complacent in Zion sitting on their couches. Let's not be complacent, but stir into flame this gift that we have. And we stir it into flame by being active, both personally, good choice tonight to come to Mass. That's a personal act that enkindles flame. And don't think that that's unimportant. You don't have to be here. You should be here. God commands you to be here, but you could choose. You could choose differently. So personally acting on that, that stirs your faith up, right? And if your faith needs to be stirred up, say, Lord, I'm here. I showed up. Now you do your part. I came. So personally, yes. And then also beyond yourself to share your faith. You want your faith to grow? You want that flame to burn bright? Then share your faith. Give that gift of faith away. Be known for being a man or a woman of faith. 
and live it well. Share it with other people because everything changes when you do that. All right. What kind of spirit did we receive? St. Paul, not a spirit of cowardice. God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. I know we can be intimidated at times. Sometimes because of our own mess. Sometimes because of the mess of the world. But we are not called to be cowards. The spirit the Lord has given us makes us strong and loving and wise. It's the same spirit that led the apostles, all of them save John, to go to their deaths as martyrs. It's the same spirit that led very insignificant people to do very great things for God all throughout history, every saint that I named. That spirit that we have makes us bold. We're not cowards. St. Paul writes, In Romans, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, that is Father. We're not called to be cowards. And we're not called to be slaves. And wherever fear is dominating your heart and you feel like a coward, and wherever you feel enslaved and maybe are enslaved, Friends, right there is where Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit want to go to work. Because the spirit you received is no cowardly spirit. And it's not a spirit of fear that makes us fall back into slavery, but it's one that makes us step forward boldly as beloved sons and daughters of God. We have to remember that. We should be bold. We should be strong. We should be wise. In ourselves, no. In God, who is those things and wants to give us those gifts. Then St. Paul says to Timothy, so do not be ashamed of your testimony to the Lord. Each one of you has a testimony. Each one of you is called to testify that God has done great things in each person here tonight. You might think, no, I don't have anything great that God's done in my life. You just don't know. You have to let him reveal the great works that he's done in you already. And then we give witness. That's what we do when we testify. That's who gives testimony in court is a witness. We give witness. Some of us in very public ways, me, it's my vocation, but all of us, in some way, how do you give witness to your faith in your daily life? How do you do it? How do you testify? How do you share? What a gift to be confident enough in the Lord to say, yeah, I'm going to pray before this meal. Yeah, I'm going to invite some friends to come to church. Yeah, I might raise my hand when something objectionable about the church is presented. That's a good thing for us. We have to give testimony. St. Peter Chrysologus, I've quoted him recently. He said, we will not be allowed to keep what we are unwilling to give to others. When the apostles say, Lord, increase our faith, right? Well, okay. Your faith increases 
to the measure that you give it away, that you share it. You won't be allowed to keep what you're unwilling to give to others. We have to share. It has to go beyond us. Otherwise, it'll die. Just like a flame, right? This candle, if I put a, a, a glass over it, it would choke off and it would go out because it's closed in. There's been an enclosure around it. Well, so too in our faith. Then St. Paul, bear your share of hardship for the gospel. Jesus has never promised once that following him would be easy. It's nowhere in the scriptures. It's nowhere in the testimonies of the saints. It's always been hard. It's just always been good. Just because something's hard doesn't mean it's not good. It's good to follow our Lord. It's good to have some hardship in our lives. We live way too comfortably. Woe to the complacent in Zion, resting on their couches. No, we put our shoulder underneath the cross. We get underneath it. We feel the weight. We lift it. It's good for us. Pope Benedict said this, belief in God makes us bearers of values that often do not coincide with the fashion and the opinion of the moment. The Christian should not be afraid to swim against the tide, to live his own faith, resisting the tendency to conform. I love it. I love Pope Benedict. But I love that. Don't be afraid to swim against the tide and don't be afraid to resist the tendency to conform. All the postmodern garbage about being yourself has just let and creating yourself and doing whatever you want to do with whatever reality just because you think of it, that just leads to a bland and sad conformity. The real revolutionaries, the real rebels, are those who invite the holy creativity of God to take charge of their lives, to energize everything, to inflame everything, and to be truly unique because God's love is unique to each one here. But this, if we're going to bear our share of hardship for the gospel, we have to do it as St. Paul says because he says to Timothy, bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. With God's strength, we can't do it alone. We don't do it alone. We can't do it by ourselves. St. Paul knew that. He says in Philippians, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. All things through him. So my brothers and sisters, receive the gift. You already have it, but receive it and stir it up into flame. Let it touch every part of your heart. That's why we're here tonight, to be reminded and then to be responsible, to be reminded that God wants to give us him, his very self and to receive that gift responsibly by stirring into flame the gift that is given. And then we go and taking St. Ignatius' advice, ite inflammate omnia, Inflame everything.